Well, hello to all of you that are joining us here on Henry and Friends Live right around the globe. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whoever you may be, whether you are returning guests and audience on our visual or audio podcasts, or if you are newcomers to our show, we are thrilled to have you and join in. We love your comments. We love your participation. And we love your uh, contribution to our show. Any comments, any thoughts, we absolutely love it. And as always, I welcome all our viewers, visual or audio, across many platforms of our show to pull up a sofa, make yourself comfortable, grab a coffee, a water, a cocktail if it's the right time zone, and just enjoy yourselves. Um, we are exactly... 2.30 in the afternoon on the Pacific side of the United States of America, which makes it 5.30 in the afternoon on the East Coast of the United States of America, which makes it 11.30, sorry, 10.30 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time in London, 11.30 p.m. in Warsaw, Poland, and on Sunday, 7.30 a.m. in Tokyo, which makes it here in our home broadcasting studio, exactly 8.30 a.m. across the planet. Now, this weekend, we have got an extraordinary show. Um, we had so much fun researching and getting into the depth of Generation Z. Uh, the new business entrepreneurs, remote living. Um, we have an extraordinary guest coming up, but... Before we start, I just want to say, however you enjoy yourself, make sure you relax, contribute, because guess what? Let's get going. So the whole premise of Henry and Friends Live podcast is that we understand that everybody has a story. Um, so much in life is about, you know, templating and mass, mass consumption, mass experiences. But this show is very much about the individual story and actually putting ourselves into the shoes of our guests and just traveling that path together with them. The path that we're traveling this episode is Generation Z and the new business entrepreneurs. Um, it's very, very interesting because in my research this week, which was so much fun researching, it's very interesting. There's very divided perceptions about Generation Z. And let's get real, they are the new generation. They are forthcoming. They're obviously the next year forward. And it's interesting because on one side, you have the perception that Generation Z is a little bit disconnected, a little bit like unable to um, communicate. They're very much on their computers the whole time. They're very insular. They're very self-absorbed. Um, uh, self and that's one perception. That was some of my reading. I also did a fantastic uh, uh, article amongst others, including the Wall Street Journal and an Anne E. Casey Foundation study which actually discuss the traits of Generation Z. And it's very, very interesting because perhaps it's not exactly what our perceptions and our understandings are. And that we're going to discover with our next guest. Ms. Zahava Robinson is definitely a Generation Z. And the definition which differs is anyone who is about seven to about 26 years of age as we speak. 
uh, Both Days Pending. Uh, she's actually the founder of her own organization at Enterprise, specializing in podiatry, the Bondi podiatry.com.au. Uh, she's also a internet educator. She's also a woman who's been awarded recognition here in Sydney, Australia uh, for a business achievement award. She has national plans. She has international plans. And interestingly enough, this is probably one of the first shows that we've actually gone live in our own hometown. This is a Sydney to Sydney uh, broadcast. So here is a little bit of a drum roll, really excited. The question this weekend is Generation Z and the new business entrepreneur remote living. How remote are they really? Let's find out in 30 seconds or less. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, it was absolute pleasure. We've had quite a, a, a week um, or two weeks actually preparing for this show. And uh, Zahava, I find it very, very interesting because um, you were showing me before, if you can just hold up your tools of the trade. <laughs> your guys, unbelievable. Um, I just found that extraordinary, you know, Sunday um, and here we are. So welcome to the show. Um, first and foremost, what I'd like to ask you is, how well do you identify with what I've just said? What what side of Generation Z are you? I mean, the study has shown us that, you know, uh, you're enterprising, you are go-getters, you're actually the first um, digital natives of the globe. Um, are you the other side that we read about, which is not connected and very much just doing your own thing? How do you how do you um, identify yourself, please? So I perceive myself as enterprising and innovative, and I'm definitely a digital native. I find using the internet quite comfortable, and creating you know I created my own website, found that quite comfortable. Talking online, speaking online, using Zoom, all of those things are pretty natural to me. However. Um, the whole idea of being digital nomads, not talking to anyone, not communicating with people beyond my generation, that could be further from the truth. I think, you know, most of my clientele aren't in my generation and, and I speak to people across a broad variety of society and I meet people from all different backgrounds and I don't see myself as close-minded. So um, I hope I'm the innovative and wonderful parts, but I hope that I'm not close-minded at the same time. <laughs> Well, so let me ask you this. Um, how does a young lady such as yourself, I mean, some people don't even know how to run a business. How did you come to being um, one of the key podiatrists, up-and-coming podiatrists in Australia? How did you, what was going on in your mind? Is it something that you knew as a child? What kind of dedication was necessary? How did, how did Zahava Robinson become Zahava Robinson, the entrepreneur? So what landed up happening is when I was in high school, um, I did a little bit of a career test and it came up with podiatrists among other kind of healthcare professionals. Um, and I, well, I thought, well, maybe I should consider this, even though I thought feet maybe were a bit gross. And then I thought a little bit more about it. And, um, and I thought, well, I actually want to help people. 
and I want to meet people and talk to people as part of my work. And that was very important to me. And actually, ironically, not sit in front of a computer all the time. Um, and yeah, I had to go through a lot of struggles. I actually, um, in my final year, I had to study very hard and do quite a few years of study. But once I actually got there um, in fourth year, I actually chose to have a baby. And <laughs> that wasn't necessarily viewed as positive by everyone. Um, well, it's interesting because I want to go roll back one. Yeah. Because I was absolutely flabbergasted and I want to share with our audience, those who've just joined us, we're talking about Generation Z, um, the new business entrepreneurs and remote living. You told me something, and it's not that we are going to recommend this or this is health advice, but <laughs> could you please explain to our audience exactly what you meant when you told me that you were having 20-minute contractions in labour and at the same time you were doing by remote your rheumatology exam. Could you please explain to me how and what that happened? What do you mean by that? So what I mean by that is that in my final year of my degree, I thought, well, I wanted to have a baby and I chose to have a baby. And um, obviously don't recommend it to everyone, but this was my choice. I wanted to have a child. And um, when it came around to it, not everyone actually loved the fact that I was having a baby, um, particularly some of the staff. And I was kind of recommended not to continue with my studies or at least wait until after, well, after the baby was kind of in daycare and childcare full time. Um, and I thought, well, no, I'm not listening to them and I'm doing what I feel is right for myself. Um, and I'm going to break boundaries and I'm actually going to achieve this. And when I sat that exam and I was having my contractions, I was proving not only to all the staff, but more to myself that actually I could achieve this and that I could do everything and finish my degree with full-time placement. That means out of the house from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. at least, um, you know, doing a treating patients and not being home with my newborn baby six weeks, six weeks old. So it was tough. So that's extraordinary. And we have a disclaimer that obviously yeah. the information and opinions provided on Henry and Friends live podcast are not medical advice and do not create any type of doctor-patient relationship. Now, Correct. talking about relationships for a moment, Sahara, and for those of you who are joining us, we're having a very interesting topic, sizzling, the light boards are on. We have London, we have Mexico, we have Melbourne, we have Sydney, we have South Africa. So welcome to you all around the globe. Um, entrepreneurship. Now, there's lots of barriers, right? Now, can you tell me, please, um, your own uh, perspectives of spirituality, what the expectations were for you and what you have done, just on the spirituality side, if you can explain to our audience a little bit more in depth, going into your shoes, what that actually entails. Yes. Yeah, so for me, I'm actually um, an Orthodox Jewess, which is a wonderful part of my life. And um, I actually don't perceive it as causing any sort of barrier at all. But some people might think from, you know, an outside perspective that being an Orthodox Jew might stop you from, from living your life and getting a degree and having a profession and running your own business, but that can't be further from the truth. So um, from that perspective, I actually didn't feel like there were any barriers. I felt like the barriers were coming from other places, um, you know, more broader in society, but yeah. 
Do you think that a, a people would perceive an Orthodox Jewess or people who are Orthodox with all different religions as having to be placed in a template? Like, not only have you been, like, probably try, people trying to place you in Generation Z, then they're trying to place you in as a woman, then they're trying to place you in as the capacity to run both household and, you know, having child, having a child, of course, you're, you're married and all that sort of stuff. Like, there's quite a few barriers there. How do you... How do you just shut out the noise as a Generation Z? So you just have to not listen. You basically have to break the rules. <laughs> so um, that's the thing. I think I think there's no, I think you kind of have to make your own choices in life. Those were my choices. And I feel that when I made that choice um, to have a baby, which was 100% my choice, it was not forced upon me in any way by my faith. It was something that I wanted. Um, but when when I chose when, when to have a baby, that 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 was what I wanted. It was actually more systemically in society that there was this perception that you couldn't run a business, that you couldn't um, finish your degree, <laughs> that you couldn't do full time placement. It was more um, that society felt that. I, I just felt that more broadly than than a particular kind of um, framework. I think. I understand. So the thing is, you, so can I ask you something, if I hmm. may? Um, my question all week, and I've been dying to ask you this question, is do you consider yourself actually as a, a Gen Z? Do you actually, do you recognise that fresh, that that whole systemic, you know, template? I think to an extent I do. I think the fact that I'm, you know, don't kind of follow the old mould, that I'm quite entrepreneurial, that... Um, you know, I like to think outside the box and that I'm quite tech savvy. I see that as all Gen Z, but at the same time, you know, yes, I have friends who are doing the whole remote living thing and that are kind of working completely online, but actually most of us aren't. Most of us are, you know, working um, not remotely in offices and or starting up our own businesses, which are quite local. Um, even Bondi Podiatry, it might sound um, quite local, but it's actually not. It's about a broad idea, which is, about um, the whole kind of beach lifestyle, relaxed lifestyle, but also being metropolitan. So that was the whole idea behind the business. It's not a location. Well, I, I have to tell you, I think our, our switchboard is lighting up. Um, this is absolutely fascinating. And I think, again, storytelling, going into the, the shoes of, of others is amazing. If you want to just turn around and show us, because you know, I think in about half an hour you've got your first... <laughs> I'm glad I'm sitting on your chair um, and I want to talk to you a little bit later on if you want to go back into screen um, we're going to uh, come back in about 30 seconds I'm just going to talk about um, uh, next weekend show are you enjoying yourself yes very much so Thumbs up from Gen Z. Thank goodness. Okay, we'll be right back with Zahava. Um, as I told you all, it's just the most delightful show. Um, and it's so interesting because each and every time we have an episode, we just blow out of the water some perceptions. Now, blowing more perceptions out of the water, everybody's online as far as shopping, consumerism. My building downstairs is absolutely cannot cope with the number of parcels. You've got, you know, all around the world, people telling us that if we don't organize ourselves for Hanukkah and for Christmas and for Eid next year, it ain't going to be happening. Uh, but I'll tell you something what's interesting. We have, we'll be traveling, we'll be taking our airline tickets and we're going to be landing in Calgary, Canada. 
um, literally into Alberta, the state of Alberta, uh, with an enterprise that went against the mold during the pandemic. And the question we're going to ask them is, is retail over? That is a really good question uh, I think we all want to know and a question that's going to be answered next weekend when we travel on to Canada and, and to Calgary. So that's a really interesting one. You're watching Henry and Friends right around the Generation Z and the new business entrepreneurs, remote living, business and entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship, we have got an extraordinary guest, Zahava Robinson, who's going to be taking her business, not just nationally, but internationally, in the field of podiatry. I want to ask you something as well. You said to me, because everybody has to have a unique perspective, right? Have to. So could you, I mean, I, I looked at your resume and you have, you know, uh, degrees coming out of every possible um, specialization in pediatrics, and, sorry, uh, podiatry, pediatric, and also in, you know, financial management and all that sort of stuff. Um, what's, first of all, your perspective on combining those, those to me, they're quite separate, um, you know, specializations. Why did you do that? Is that planned? And is that a Gen Z thing, combining multi-skills? Yeah, I think that is a Gen Z thing. I think in our generation, it's not about having one career, although I have my business and I see that as my future and um, the way forward. I want to combine my financial prowess and my podiatry knowledge and skills so that I can run a business that is perhaps bigger than just this clinic. This clinic's just the beginning. So it's about expanding and if you don't have that financial knowledge, how are you supposed to expand your business? So I like combining it. And I think people should use whatever skills and opportunities they've had to enhance their careers and professions and, and businesses. So I think that's a really, really good way forward. And I think that's classic of our generation is that the future, the statistics say we're not just going to have one profession. You know, you touched uh, one of your touch points of this interview for all of those who are joining us. Um, you come into Henry and Friends live across the planet, and we're talking about Gen Z and the new women's entrepreneurs. We have Zahava Robinson as our extra special guest. Um, I wanted to ask you all week, and that was you did discuss the fact that, and again, it's not medical advice, and this is not a patient, client, um, and uh, you know, expert advice, but you did your choice was to go through and actually be in 20 minute contractions having the start of labor while you were also by remote doing your rheumatology exam but my question is that that's a mountain and a half um what were some of the other mountains what's one other mountain that you can remember that it was to many people insurmountable that you so, when I, so when i was on placement um it, it wasn't so funny because A, I wasn't sleeping through the night. So placement means I was out of the house from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. treating patients in a high-risk foot clinic at St. Vincent's Hospital. So not easy. Um, and um, it wasn't exactly viewed positively by all of the staff at the university. Some of them were very supportive. Others perhaps less so. They didn't like the fact that I was doing this because it made their job a little more difficult. Um, I was actually breastfeeding and I chose to do this for myself um, and I was feeding every three hours. That's without sleeping through the night and leaving my baby at six weeks old. 
So it was really tough. That was my obviously my choice when recommended to everyone. But it's something that I wanted to achieve. And, um, yeah, it, it was tough. At one point I turned into such a... <laughs> I was just so tired. Um, but the point is, is that once I knew that I could do that exam, then I knew that I could achieve anything. So once I knew that I'd climbed that first mountain, then climbing all those other little mountains every day, which was like no sleep, still breastfeeding, still um, still doing that placement. It was just, yeah. Brilliant. So can I ask you this question? Because my perception is, you know, university, um, degrees, um, very broad-minded, you know, educated. Um, how supportive, being honest here now, because this is the truth session with Henry Weinreich, um, not naming names or casting dispersions, of course, because this is an informative show, uh, but how, how supportive was um, the tertiary education that you went through, the university degrees, you know, was it supportive? So let's just put it this way. I got a call. I, I called up my lecturer to one of my lecturers to tell them that I was expecting and that I wanted to continue with my studies. And the response that I got was you should really think seriously about not continuing. And if you miss one particular class, you're going to fail. Turns out I was in labour on that day and I had the baby that day, so I wouldn't have been able to attend. <laughs> so can I ask you, but that's, I, I'm actually flabbergasted that there's still this systemic, um, you know, bubbling under the surface. There's all these banners from the university, to be very honest with you. There's many, many groups that support women um, as they do men, as they do all different kinds of sexuality and religious and political yeah. groups, but I am shocked flabbergasted that you're seriously telling me that they recommended that you shouldn't really be continuing well it was some of the staff i don't i don't want to label no them. and they were very supportive in other ways but but it was yeah, it was really supportive yeah it was i had to kind of go around them and get certain um access and help from other people within the university to make it all happen that, uh, that's I, it I understand so Unbelievable. By the way, um, we have people from New York City that just have arrived. Um, all the comments have been uh, punched up. And believe it or not, we have eight more minutes to go uh, right here on Henry and Friends Live. Uh, quite an extraordinary interview. We've discovered what Gen Z really is about. It's it's much more of their, um, than what our perception were before the interview by putting ourselves in the shoes of Zahaba Robinson. It's much more about, you know, our first digital natives. There's a lot of community and ethical issues um, that Gen Z consider, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Don't forget, next weekend, we have the fantastic people from um, the One Day Experience in Calgary, Alberta, talking about is retail actually dead anyway we're going to come back on zahaba question for you zahaba uh, by the way what's your first patient this morning how many patients do you have today on a sunday uh, morning honestly because i had to push off quite a few of, like the day with you so i only have three today oh, thank you. Just a load, it's a small day small day <laughs> And then you've got your husband, your, ch your child, your education that you do online. Very, very small day. What's your normal day on Sunday when you're not doing Henry and Friends Live? Uh, I only do a half day on a Sunday so that I can still spend time with my family. So um, I normally do from 9 till 12 anyway. So can only really fit in about five or six patients with absolute max. Talking about fitting in, 
Um, you know, the perception, again, from Jet for about Generation Z is that really it's very much what about, you know, money in the pocket? Are there ethics involved? What's your pursuit of your business? What's your, what's your avatar? How do you see your business growing and what's the foundations of them, Zahava? So uh, the reason that I actually started my business and why I wanted to go into podiatry in particular is actually just to help people. Um, I think in our generation, and I think it's Gen Z, I think it's a lot of generations, you don't go into business just for the sake of business. You go into business because you really want to help people. And um, I think that's a really, really big part of me going into podiatry and choosing podiatry as a profession. And also um, choosing, you know, Bondi podiatry, I do quite a bit of cosmetic podiatry. So I try and make people not only, um, you know, feel better, you know, from a medical perspective, but also make them look better as well if they want that. Um, so I, I try and um, connect to the community around me and that's the need in the community around me. So I listen to that and I respect that as well. So it's interesting because I was reading your bio and I think the thing that came across to me was that you put the medical side of podiatry and you put the cosmetic side together, which is absolutely Correct. fascinating. I have an interesting question for you. And again, I've been waiting, storing it up before I ask you this question. The thing that came across in your biography, the things that come across on your website, which is bondipodiatry.com.au, um, is the fact that you're positive and you're, you, you see the world in a very broad way. And I think at the moment, some people don't see that threat. Some people see the world sort of collapsing. How do you see the future and why are you optimistic? It's a very big question. <laughs> you think I'm going to ask more questions on Henry and Friends Live? That's what we're here for, to ask the hard questions on that. No, so I think, I think as society, um, I think society is broad and I think in my profession I get, I'm very fortunate and lucky to speak to people from all backgrounds. I don't think society is collapsing. Um, I think that could be further from the truth. I think we're all developing and we're all growing and I think, um, yes, I think that we have to be careful. Um, I don't know, kind of going into the tech side, not to get completely get, um, caught up in, you know, technology, because it's not only about technology. At the end of the day, we're people and we're always trying to help other people. So that should really be our focus. So it's a real combination. So I think that's very heartening because I think possibly my age, my generation, and I've got somebody that's just come up from Newcastle on the host of New South Wales is saying she relates to your Gen Zism, if you like, and she's a baby boomer. Um, but I think what's so heartening is that there's much more of a human face to the future generations. You might be the first world's first digital natives, but the fact is that you're much more connected to humanity with much more ethical umbilical cord towards humanity than one might meet the eye. Now, I'm going to finish this interview by asking you one final question. And again, we have people from all over the globe. I'm just, all your names have been flashed up. Ah, we have Mr. Jeffrey Alvin, uh, which is actually from New Jersey. And this man, besides all the people who have joined us, Donna Harris, Michelle Roth, Rivian Weinreich, um, Rubina Latif, um, Robert Pulaski, who actually enjoyed his birthday yesterday. Congratulations, by, uh, Robert. Um, so many other people, um, Melita Simmons from Canberra. But this man always asks the interesting questions as we have three minutes to go. So I'm just going to put it so I can actually read what is writing. Interesting to get the perspectives 
understanding and learning unique generalities of an age group is another important aspect in our world of diversity and inclusion today. Effective multi-generation employment interaction is part and parcel of all business today. And it's interesting because Mr. Alvin, which we will, must have on as, a, as one of our guests because he's very empowering, is represents the LGBTQ community. And so intergenerational understanding and all that sort of stuff is what you're coming across. Now, I'm going to give you about 15 seconds. And when we come back with you, Ms. Zahava Robinson, I'm going to ask you the one thing, if there was one thing that you want to leave us today with your interview, let me ask you in 15 seconds what that may be. We're going to be back to you in 15 seconds. The one thing, the one piece of advice, the one epiphany that you have learned as Generation Z in your travels. We'll be right back to you in 15 seconds. Well, I don't know anybody that's not jumping out of their chair because I have to tell you that after this, I'm going to have to go for a jog around the park. It's just been phenomenal. What a magnificent insight to such a fastidious, refined young lady. We have walked into her shoes. There have been some very interesting um, uh, blocks that we've un unveiled that Sahaba's had to go through in being uh, as Generation Z and a new business entrepreneur and remote living. Um, I want to remind you next weekend, is retail alive or dead? What's happening with retail? And we're going to come back now with Zahava as we go one minute, 60 seconds before the show ends. Ms. Zahava Robertson and her one epiphany of life. No pressure. Um, <laughs> I have quite a few that I want to give over, but I think the main one is just don't listen to what other people tell you you can do. Don't be limited by what they think. Listen to what you feel that you can accomplish and what you feel you can do and go for it. Zahava, you've been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for also joining our family here at Henry and Friends Live. Good luck with your appointments. Can you show me your tools one more time? <laughs> I think I think the story is don't muck. No. <laughs> don't muck with Zahava. No, I've Thank got a scalpel there. <laughs> You've got it. Thank you so much. Have a good morning. It's been an absolute pleasure. Don't forget that all our details are down below, all our comments. We always come back to you and we also comment um, once you put your comments down. Uh, thank you so very much for um, everybody joining us. Don't forget, next weekend, we have the fantastic couple from Calgary, Canada, talking about retail and how they turned the experience into a destination. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, an absolute joy. I'll leave you with this. Keep your, uh, there's a famous um, American DJ that I used to listen to as a kid, Casey Kasem, and he used to say, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. And if you see Astro Boy going over you, you know he's on a reconnaissance mission for Henry and Friends Live. Have a fantastic weekend.